Well, we are somehow going to have a recap episode for this Pittsburgh Penguins brutal loss uh, to the New York Rangers. There was nothing pretty about that whatsoever. Uh, I have a full game recap coming up right after this drop. We're going to get into the good. Well, maybe there was a little bit of good, mostly the bad. And then, of course, all of the ugly parts that came with this one. So stick around for that coming up right after this one, uh, this little drop. Your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So let's have some fun. Why don't we? Uh, Penguins, of course, get blown to hell uh, on Friday night. Five to one loss to the New York Rangers of a brutal five-minute stretch in that first period. And boom, the game was over. Um, just an awful start by the Penguins. They kind of started to play a little bit better after. It looked like Danton Heinemann was able to make it three to one. If that goal stands, who knows what happens. Um, that did not, and then the Rangers able to make it four to nothing um, before the Penguins make it four one, and then of course uh, Andrew Kopp gets. Uh, I believe that was his first as a Ranger, uh, five to one in the third period. Um, really, there was nothing to like about this, and um, I saw some really weird takes from some weird, really interesting people on social media. Uh, I really did not understand why um, people were just saying that. Uh, if I can fix my camera here and move it a little bit. There, there we go. There we go. Almost like now it's like centered a little bit. Sorry about that. Um, I really don't understand why so many people say, well, you know, I'm tired of watching this team. You know, this this happens on an every week basis. And the take that I'm talking about, I'm not going to say what account or which account this is if my phone wants to unlock here. Um, but um, this, this person said, you know, the Penguins are so hard to watch. It's their sloppy and careless game after game. If they were half as disciplined as they were talented, they would be a true contender, but they are not. You can't play this careless every week and be a true contender. Um, that is spoken by someone who has only watched about four to five Penguins games this year. Um, this was a stinker. Uh, I'll go out and say it. The Penguins sucked. I mean, if, if you disagree with me, um, go back and watch the game. Um, this was probably the worst game they've had, um, Easily since that New Jersey game, um, pro- probably before then, honestly. I mean, the, the Penguins just do not have these kind of stinkers very often. I'm sure Mike Sullivan uh, grilled into them after the game. I'm sure they're going to come out flying on Sunday against the Red Wings. Um, you know, it's a Red Wings team that's also not good. But um, I, I really am sick and tired of the overreactions that I see on Penguins Twitter every single time they lose a game. You know, coming into tonight, they were nine and two and two in their last 13 games. In other words, they had won nine of their last 13 games. Um, <clears throat> you know, before that, that loss to Buffalo, they were nine and two and one in their last 12 games. They were three and oh and one in their last four games heading into tonight. They are six wins away from getting a hundred points this season. There are what? 16, 17 games left. The Penguins could literally go 6-10 and 10 down the stretch and hit 100 points and make the playoffs. I understand. The goal is to be, be a lot higher than making the playoffs. But right now, they have a 20-point-plus lead on a playoff spot. The Islanders are 
know, they have games in hand, but they have to go basically 20 and 0, uh, you know, to even have a realistic shot of getting into the playoffs. You know, Washington won again tonight. Um, the, the Blue Jackets, I know, dropped a point, but at the end of the day, you know, this team is fine. Was it a bad loss? Yes. Did they get blown out? Yes. Is it the end of the world and the sky is falling? No. I think people just need to, you know, grasp the reality of the situation. I know, I know the Penguins have been playing lights out hockey for the most part since, you know, early December, all the January, obviously February cooled off a little bit, but started to heat up. March has been a mostly pretty good month uh, by the Penguins. But, you know, after every loss, you see some weird people come out of the woodworks that really looks like they haven't watched a lot of games. And it's just the same old crap um, that, you know, that we've heard so many times. Oh, wow, they're undisciplined. Oh, wow, they're careless with the puck. There's a lot of giveaways, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like if you people could like actually watch more than maybe one game a week or one game every couple of weeks, you would see that, you know, mostly what – you were saying is trash. And, you know, the person that I quoted on Twitter, um, he got ratioed uh, and rightfully so. And um, if you know me for as long as I've been doing this podcast, I don't usually like to call people out like that. You know, I'll sometimes call people out on the podcast without really doing it, but this one really deserves it. Um, It's just an account that really follows the Steelers, but, you know, maybe follows the Penguins a little bit, but it's just, it's those kind of accounts that, you know, spew out nonsense for the sake of spewing out nonsense. And, um, you know, honestly, I'm just, I'm tired of it. People just need to grasp, you know, all, the whole reality. The team is fine. They're coming off three games in four nights. They were obviously gassed against Buffalo and having Evgeny Malkin out with a stomach bug stinks a lot because, you know, it looked like he was finally going to get um, Ricard Raquel on his line and who knows how the game is played. If Gino is on the ice tonight with, you know, his regular linemates, you know, Mike Sullivan had to do 11 uh, uh, forwards and seven defensemen because they didn't even have another forward on the team. I'm sure they may recall someone just in case Gino can't go on Sunday. Um, it sounds like he, he has the stomach bug. Um, this is, I think the second or third player that's also been sick on the Penguins these last couple of weeks. I'm pretty sure Dumoulin was out sick um, a couple of times. And then obviously Zach Aston Reese had it um, before he was traded as well. So, um, you know, at least he's not injured um, there to say the least, but Again, you know, also just for the game itself, those first five minutes doomed them. Obviously, I would love a save for that first one from Tristan Jari. I thought that 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 puck can't squeak through from Lafreniere. Um, That's usually a save that Tristan makes nine out of ten times this year. Um, I'll give him, I guess, a mulligan on it because this was one of his worst starts of the year. I'm sure he's going to bounce back um, just fine on Sunday or, you know, uh, obviously next week when the Penguins play the Rangers again this time, it'll be at PPG Paints Arena. Um, But... You know, it's just that's the one where, you know, if that doesn't go in, I mean, honestly, who knows? If, if Tristan does come up with a couple of big saves early and keeps the team in it like he has done for a lot of this year, um, you know, maybe, maybe we're talking about something else right now. But um, overall, I thought it was a pretty lackluster effort. You know, you go to natural stat trick, um, uh, Penguins only had 44% of the shot attempts, 41% of the scoring chances. Um, high danger, they only had 33% of those. of the expected goals for just a truly gross performance from basically everyone on the team. If there was a positive, I guess it's Jeff Carter scoring. Um, Or honestly, I'll say Kasperi Kaplan. Um, So I'm going to get to them a little bit in the next segment. Um, But, you know, those are the only two big positives um, tonight. And, you know, good teams beat good teams. 
That's what happens in the other day. Remember, a few weeks ago, Pittsburgh goes into Tampa Bay and absolutely lights them up. John Cooper gets kicked out. Penguins absolutely destroy them like they did in opening night. So teams have bad games sometimes. So the Penguins also just whooped Columbus's butts uh, the other night, five to one. And, you know, that's a team that's, you know, for, you know, give them a little bit of credit. They've stayed kind of outside the fence of the playoff picture, but, you know, there, ha- there has to be at least one ninth place team. But they've exceeded a little bit of their expectations this year. So the Penguins, they just kicked their butts. And now, of course, they just got their butts kicked. Uh, season series is 1-1 right now. Penguins uh, are obviously going to have that game next week circled on the calendar against the Rangers, and rightfully so. They will not play that way again against that team this year. I will guarantee that on this podcast right now. Um, Sullivan is going to have it instilled in them uh, somehow, some way. And, you know, he, 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 he said it best. You know, we were outcoached, outplayed, um, basically everything we did. Um, they did better, and, and I'm glad that he was able to say it um, like that. Coming up in the next segment, I will get to a couple of the positives that I touched on briefly about a few seconds ago, namely Jeff Carter um, and Kasperi Kaplan and a couple of other things um, as well. But before I get to that, this is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions, especially since it is almost April 1st. But it's not this year. I'm sticking to my resolutions to eat right thanks to Bilt Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Bilt Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallow They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat. Um, they're always covered in 100% real chocolate. Excuse me there. I almost like screwed that up. Um, all Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs are included in that. You can go to Bilt.com and also scroll down to the macros chart. You're going to be blown away by what you see. Most of them contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and four grams of net carbs, and seven and 17 grams of protein. Uh, there's obviously the big flavors of mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They still have that offer. You can go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You want to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So getting into at least two positive players from tonight. I think that's the only thing I can say. I'll even put Tristan Jari maybe somewhat um, in the positive. He had a couple of beautiful saves, I should say, uh, towards the end um, of the game. It would have been a lot worse, um, to be honest. But And those two players are Jeff Carter and Kasperi Kapanen. Um, Kapanen's played some really good hockey these last couple of weeks, and it's great to see. Um, you know, I'll keep saying it for those that have not listened to this podcast before. You're just tuning in. Um, about a week and a half ago, almost two weeks at this point, um, Kasperi Kapanen was obviously in a rut. He's been in a rut for most of the season. Um, after he missed this breakaway in Nashville, um, you know, he's basically putting his head down you know, like screaming to himself and Jeff Carter, you know, puts, puts his hand on his thigh and says, you know what, I, I know you're going to be better um, here moving forward. And he's, he's been exactly that, you know, got the goal against Arizona um, last weekend. Um, he's been skating really well lately. It looked like he had a second goal tonight, um, but it was originally credited to Jeff Carter um, who deflected the puck game, but that was still a ridiculous shot uh, from Kapanen from the slot area. Um, and, you know, this, this, this continues his really, really, strong play and I'm excited about it. You know, this is the best hockey, you know, I think I've seen him play um, since last season. And, you know, if the Penguins can continue 
continually get this level um, of Kasperi Kampanen, um, I think they're going to win more games down the stretch. That's for sure. And he also gives them, you know, a more deadly um, offensive weapon. That's for sure. So really liked his game tonight. I, I've really been impressed with him ever since that Nashville game. Um, it, it's been night and day, I think. And, you know, also I'll say Jeff Carter, um, you know, obviously got the goal. That's huge for him. He's been definitely, I think, struggling a bit lately. Um, the legs have might be catching up to him. The same, I think, can be said for Brian Boyle. I'll get to him um, in just a second. But um, I, I did like how he was playing towards the end of the game. And, yes, I somehow was still watching towards the end of that game. And, yes, I also am a sicko and part of the sickos uh, committee. I'm not sure if for all you that are on social media, you follow that account. Um, I am an absolute sicko. I, I will watch no matter what uh, when it comes to this team. I am just that. Uh, I don't know. Even when it's 4 nothing, 5-5-1, hell, even 6-0, even I'll still hate watch, I think, um, at that point. But, you know, nice to see Carter get on the board, you know, especially because, you know, you know his, 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 I think his foot speed has definitely been lacking a bit lately. Um Maybe he might be benched a couple times down the stretch if the team gets McGinn and um, Zucker back. You know, Jason Zucker was at the morning skate this morning in a non-contact capacity. Not sure if the team is practicing on Saturday. I would assume they are, but don't quote me on that. If he, if they are, um, I would assume Zucker will be on the ice of practice. It looks like he's closing in on a return, which will be huge um, for, I think, this entire team, um, in my opinion. Um but, you know, those, those those two players, again, were the only really main positives, um, I think, from this game. And also the fact that the Penguins are still very comfortable in a playoff position. And they're still in second place in the Metro right now. So, you know, they are totally fine. Six more wins to get 100 points, which will no doubt um, clinch in the playoffs. Well, the Penguins, they literally can go 6-10 and 10 down the stretch and probably make the playoffs. Um, that is that is how, you know, it's afforded at this point. Obviously, hopefully that doesn't happen. I'm going to knock on wood that it doesn't. Um, the Penguins do have a gauntlet schedule coming up. But, you know, with how they just fared in the first one, hopefully it can be similar to that, um, you know, to say the least. Um, power uh, Special teams, my notes right here. Um, it was good, you know, good to see the power play uh, get another goal. That's the second straight game now that the power play uh, has cashed in. Um, that's just huge. I mean, it's just, it's been in a rut. You know, I know it was the second unit that was able to come on. Uh, I know the first unit tonight was definitely struggling. I think a lot of that was due to Evgeny Malkin being out. Um, he's obviously been a big presence um, on that unit. And, you know, the fact that, you know, most of the team found out like 30 minutes before the game started that he's not going to play due to being sick. You know, I think it's got to like send him like a, a weird feeling through your, you know, through your head and brain and everything. It's like, oh, well, shit. Um, looks like we're not, obviously not going to have one of our main weapons, and especially on that power play. And, you know, I, I like Evan Rodriguez. I think he's had a fine year. But, you know, going from Malkin to him on that top unit, uh, that's just, that, that, that's not good. And, you know, the, the Penguins, they, they, there was a golden opportunity in this game. They're down 3 nothing, first period, about four or five minutes left. They get a double minor. So, in theory, you could score two power play goals and cut it to within 3-2 to two going into the second brand new ball game. I know it's Igor Shosurkin, best goaltender in hockey this year. But the fact that they didn't even really get anything going on those two power plays, I knew right then, I'm like, yeah, it's not their night. I was like, okay, maybe if you can get one back going into the second, it's definitely a game. Hell, if you get two back, that's even better. But the fact that they couldn't even get um, one and the fact that they barely even got three to four shots off um, for what I was counting here on my notes, um, that was just unacceptable. Um, I thought the Penguins were 
being a little too cautious, I think. Um, they kept dumping the puck around, and Shesterkin is very aggressive with handling the puck. I mean, one of the times he shut up, he set up a shorthanded breakaway. Um, I think it was Sabarthi Goudreau. He just launched the puck deep and caught the Penguins by surprise. Um, that's not going to work against uh, a Pugoy like Shesterkin. You you either got to dump around, dump it around ridiculously hard, or you just can't dump it in at all. You got to just have a zone entry with one of your players that just carries it. You have a man advantage for God's sake. Um, but you know those little soft dump ins. Um, that's just that, that. That's no dice right there, um, at least for me. Um, so I think that was definitely um, an unenforced error for the Penguins. The Penguins did give up also a shorthanded goal. Uh, I believe that was Chris Kreider that got it. He had two more goals tonight. I cannot believe that guy is nearing 50 goals. Um, if you would have said that he would be six away from scoring 50 this year, um, I would not have believed you. Um, that's for sure. Um, PK, um, I guess that's at the lone bright spot as well. The Rangers power play. Didn't really do anything in this game, but they also didn't need to because they scored most of their goals at even strength. You know, so that's basically a mute point um, at this point. I did see, though, Casey DeSmith ended up coming in for Tristan Jari, and then he came out. I think he hit his head against the post, from what I remember. Um, was not in the locker room, did not come back to the bench. Um, hopefully he is okay. If he is not, I'm sure Louis Deming will get a call from Wilkesbury. He is now fully healthy. Um, he's recovered from that injury. Um We'll have to see. I don't think he'll start on Sunday, even if DeSmith is hurt. I would assume they go back to Jari because I know he's also going to start against the Rangers next week to get some um, redemption. Um, But I I guess in a way I wouldn't be too surprised if um, one one of the backups uh, starts. Hopefully Casey again. Hopefully Casey DeSmith um, is okay. But that wraps up the second segment of the show. Coming up in the next segment, I am going to do maybe a small preview of the game coming up on Sunday. I think I've basically talked enough about this absolute blowout loss. I'm actually surprised that I've been able to, you know, talk with you all for about 18 minutes on this podcast because um, there's just, there was basically nothing to like um, from this game. But before I get to that, after months of playing college basketball has determined the top teams for the final four. Well, almost at least we are at the elite eight um, that will start on Saturday. And, you know, we're going to determine this year's national champion um, this coming week. It looks like. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs and sports info from all the latest odds, contests, and player props. You name it. BetOnline remains the best spot also for all of your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for the league this season. And it's also not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino games. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action that is BetOnline where the game starts. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguin Podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguin. So, Penguins do have a date with the Detroit Red Wings on Saturday. This will be the second of three meetings against Red Wings this year. Remember, Detroit won um, in a shootout uh, last time. That was when Casey DeSmith had the start of the year uh, for his sake. Um, he was just spectacular. Um, in that one, and the Penguins, of course, you know, they, they end up losing the shootout just because you know the shootouts are absolutely terrible. But you know, the Red Wings, the Red Wings underlying numbers this year only 47% of the expected goals, 44 close to 45% of the actual goals, minus 30 goal differential. Uh, they only have 46% of the shot attempts at 5v5. Um, goals for per 62.39, um, about three goals against expected goals for per 62.37. So they're expecting an actual goals right around the same. Um, this is not a very high-scoring team. This is also a pretty bad defensive team, though I will say uh, Mo Sider is whew, 
Uh, he is not to be messed with. That's for sure. Uh, he is going to be, um, I, I think, well, another, a next, the, I think the Red Wings next franchise defenseman. I'm not going to sit here and say he's the next Lid, Lid, Nick Lidstrom or Brian Rafalski or something like that, but he is ridiculously good. Um, the year he's having right now, I mean, personally, I would give him a Calder. Um, that, that's just my take though. Um, but, you know, he's probably the main reason why people are going out of their way a little bit more this year uh, to actually watch on the Red Wings. Um, so the goalies for Detroit, Nedeljkovic and Thomas Grice, I do think the Red Wings will be playing on a back-to-back. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Red Wings, yeah. They play Tampa Bay tomorrow. So I would assume Nedeljkovic goes there and then Grice goes Sunday, but they also could flip-flop. I'm not really sure. Um, this is a game the Penguins need to win. Um, you're playing against a bad team that's on a back-to-back. I mean, Tampa Bay is playing them in Detroit. Um, the Red Wings have also been struggling a lot more lately. They're, they've, they're 26 and 31 and 7. For a time, it looked like they were going to challenge for a playoff spot. That is no longer the case. Um, they, they, they just they, they free fall uh, way out. Um, it is nice that Jacob Verón is back. He's been a Penguin killer over the years. He's on the second line right now with Pius Suter and uh, Tyler Bertuzzi. Lucas Raymond with Dylan Larkin on the top line. Um, Sam Gagne on the fourth line with Adam Ernie. Uh, again, most siders eating up the top pairing minute, in minutes, Philip Heronik and Mark Stahl. Um, so th- there are some good pieces here. You know, that that's the thing. It's just there's not enough talent, you know, to, to make that playoff push um, just yet. But, you know, their underlying numbers are poor. Um, this is a team that's not been playing well as of late again. You know, they just got blown out by the Islanders. You know, the night they have a very tough game again. Um, on Saturday afternoon against the Lightning, you know, before going to Pittsburgh to play them at 5 p.m. Eastern. That's, again, that's, I, I'm not going to say that it's a must-win game, but it's a game that the Penguins should be able to win, especially against a team that's, you know, they're on a back-to-back. I mean, come on. A, a team like that should be gassed. The Penguins um, will be, um, I shouldn't say relatively fresh, I guess more fresh, you know, than they were tonight. Yeah, you know, this was three games in four nights. Um but, you know, we'll have to see. That's the next Penguins next game. And then, of course, they'll be playing the Rangers next week before going to Minnesota to play the Wild one more time and then going to Colorado to play the Red Hot Avalanche. So that'll do it for this one on the Locked on Penguins podcast. Thank you all so much for especially listening to this episode. And if you all made it through this one, um, Godspeed. Um, I, I love you all, uh, to say the least. Um, I am back on Monday for a fresh episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I'll be recapping that Penguins um, hopefully win over the Detroit Red Wings and see if they can get up points 89 and 90 on Sunday. So thank you all so much for listening. Better days will be ahead with this team. They're not going to play like that again. I don't think this year. And I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful weekend and I'll be back on Monday.